Hello, and welcome to Wagon Wheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. I am your host Ellis. Now, this episode is coming out just after Valentine's Day. So I thought I I hope you all had a, a nice day if you are with a loved one. Uh, and if you're not, if you don't have that special person right now, that's okay. You'll find them and if you don't want to find them, that's okay too. Um so today I was going to tell like a a romantic story or talk about Valentine's Day. But I thought I thought I'd talk about a very unromantic story, just because you know we can't be too sincere on on this podcast. Um, so that's what that's what I'm going to do. Now this is the story of the time that I had an interview for Babe Station, and I'm going to let that just sink in for a little bit. Anyway, okay, so this wasn't a obviously I wasn't interviewing for a position of a Babe Station girl or actor. I don't know if they do male ones. I assume they do. Um, actually, no, it's called Babe Station. Yeah, okay. So this was just over a year, maybe like two years ago, year and a half ago. Pretty desperate for a job. Um, been searching for a while and I apply for a producer job uh, for a production company. It doesn't really say what the company is, but it just says like different duties and things like that. And... A few days go by and they, the, this company messaged me and they say, just to let you know, this position is for Babe Station and some people are put off by that. So I just wanted to tell, let you know and you still, if you still want to come in for an interview, that's fine. So I, I'm not really sure, but you know, I'm really desperate for a job and it's a producer role. So I was, I'm assuming that it's not going to be around any sort of, you know, Babe Station stuff, I don't know, but that's that's just what I think, because I'm stupid and I'm desperate for a job, so I I say, yeah, sure, I, I mean, it can't hurt to at least go for an interview and just find out more about the job, anyway, so we arrange it, but then it turns more into a trial shift, so I'm, hmm, okay, a trial shift for a producer, that's kind of weird, so I get there, I can't remember where, I think it was near, actually, I'm not going to say where it was, I'm not going to say where it was, but it's it was in like an office building, and this guy comes down to meet me. He's he's like, he's kind of like my age, um, young guy just out of uni, I think, or is that uni or something like that. And like I was kind of like rang him before, and we were chatting a bit, texting a bit beforehand, because the guy that first spoke to me gave me this guy's number, so he could, like, if I get lost, I could let him know, and I could tell him I was there and stuff. So yeah, we kind of get trying and like he's saying, I meet him on the street because I can't find the office building. Uh, and he's kind of saying that, yeah, he doesn't usually work there. Uh, he usually works at another place, but he's covering for someone because somebody recently left the job. Um, so this, we go up these stairs. It seems like a pretty normal office building. There's like, it's it's kind of in the early afternoon, late afternoon. So like other people are walking around this office building. We get to one place and we go through like a uh, a locked door. Uh, and it's like this uh, like waiting room kind of setup. So there's like chairs on one side and there's a desk with a computer at one side. You know, there's like maybe... I, I don't know whether I should be giving away Baby Station Secrets tonight now, but... Um, who cares? So there's like, there's like this like waiting area. And then... There's maybe like three, I think three doors on either side of the room. Um, and behind those doors, I can hear um, women orgasming. Um, so this is what I, <laughs> this is what I'm confronted with. He's like chatting me through it. He's, he seems like a very normal guy, kind of my age. He's just, we're just kind of chatting about, you know, is my was my journey okay? And we walk in. And, you know, there's, now I'm starting to hear, you know, women orgasming, women, like, not screaming, but, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go into detail. So, if we kind of walk over to the desk, and he's kind of talking me through what the job role is. 
Um, and basically the job is to look out for the live streams. So like each of the girls in these six rooms, I think it's six, four or six rooms, is live streaming at the minute. And your job is to like, just look after it and make sure they're doing their job. Um, so you meant to like be in the live stream, like hyping the men up and like saying, this woman's got an offer on or quickly she's going to do this if you pay her this or she's going to do this if she gets this many subscriptions or something like that. Um, that was basically the job, just to be in the chat as this like, I can't remember what the alias was, but you have like an alias in the chat and you're basically just typing like, this girl's horny and you should go watch her. All that kind of thing. So yeah, it's not the most comfortable place. And I know if you know me, you know how I would be like in that situation. Very awkward, very timid, very like, this isn't a, a situation that I would thrive in. Um, So I just, we kind of like keep chatting and he's like telling me that like, yeah, he writes scripts while he's here because there's not much to do. He orders food. And then he was like, let me show you this girl. He was like showing me this girl that he watches the live stream on. I was like, yeah, this is my wife. This is my wifey. It's like, oh God, this is not a great place. But you know, I'm there for a child shift. I don't want to leave early. And then, you know, he's like showing me the live streams of the girls that are in the rooms next to. And it's so weird. It's <laughs> so weird. Like, I don't know if Babe Station is something that's outside of the UK. I probably should have explained what Babe Station was. Um, but it's basically a stream, like a live streams of women in like beds, like masturbating or just kind of like flirting with the guys in chat and like being in no clothes and stuff like that. And then it's kind of, this kind of goes on. We're just chatting about the job and like what the, like, it's like you either get like nights or you get daytimes um, you have to do all-nighters um, just because that's how long that's the shifts and obviously they probably bring in more money at night um, and this guy's just chatting and then like the girls start like coming out for like breaks and stuff it's like oh I'm going to order some like this girl will come out in like weird lingerie and like oh yeah I'm just going to order some food you're right oh hello my name is nice to meet you I was like oh my name's Alice <laughs> there's like I've just heard you do what you've been doing for the last hour and she's just like oh she's having like a normal conversation and she's telling me about her kid into school and stuff like that it's just very surreal and then she like leaves to go to the toilet which is like outside this section of the office building so you have to like leave and go to like a shared toilet she's like oh shit i nearly went out there in my lingerie let me get my let me get my trench coat to cover me up and it's just it's really uncomfortable for me because I don't know what to say. Like, there's naked women around me. And, like, they keep coming out. Like, like one of them's more chatty, stuff like that. And then, like, halfway through the shift, or maybe, t I think, towards the end of the shift because they're people, like, they swap over. So, like, all the girls that were there when I got there are now leaving. And now the girls that are there for, like, the night shift, I guess, are coming. Bad choice of words. Uh... And so this is the first time I'm, like, meeting them before they start doing their thing. And, like, one girl comes and she's, like, won stripper competitions. And she's just got back from some country where she was competing in a strip strip competition. Or, like, I think, oh, no, it was pole dancing. I think it was pole dancing competition, sorry. Uh, and then this other girl comes and she's, like, oh, bad choice of words again. This other word, this other girl um, arrives <laughs> and she's, like, stressed because she's late she's like getting ready she's having to get changed put makeup on like she's getting naked and like getting a bikini on and all this sort of stuff and she's like taking shots and she's got like the little bottles of vodka and stuff and she's drinking and it's just because all up until this point i'd kind of seen that it was like like the the woman that i'd spoken the most to who was like the most chatty with us um, she was talking about how she was like doing, I wasn't asking her why she was doing it because that felt inappropriate, but she was saying like, she was talking about having a kid and like supporting her kid and stuff. It's like, okay, maybe this is like, I don't know, because you get an impression at Babe Station that it's quite sleazy and like the women aren't happy. But I was talking to this woman and she was like, I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this is like, peop 
women taking back their womanhood and like expressing themselves and you know being in control of how they show themselves and stuff like that i was thinking oh maybe i've got maybe i've got this wrong maybe this is actually quite like a positive i don't know i was just trying to justify it to myself because i was so desperate for a job yeah so that's what i was thinking and then this woman arrives who's like starting to drink and it's just it's like ah if you need to drink to do this oh god because she seems quite nice. She's she's obviously quite com. She's very com. These girls are very confident, very chatty, you know, very like just, just dance, just like not dance, like walking around the place in lingerie and stuff like that. But it wasn't like sexy. <laughs> it was very sad because they were like drinking as well, and it was just like ah, oh, you have to drink to do this. Damn, that's sad. Um, and I just got very sad. <laughs> I felt very sad, um, and I felt sorry because. Like, I think it was, I think during this point when the, the, a new, like, so I was being trained by this one young guy, um, it was kind of nice and we had a lot of like similar interests. He studied this, he studied film, like he always studies, he was studying film and I just graduated studying film and we were just chatting. We had, I had quite normal chats with him while like he was teaching me how to do the job and like teaching me like weird stuff to write to these men in the group, in the chats and stuff. Um, and then the guy who was doing the night shift arrived and he was like this like 50 year old guy, 55, 60 year old guy who had like clearly maybe a wig. I don't know. He just, he had like, had like, I think he had, I don't know if he had hair extensions. He definitely had a wig or like something like that. And he'd like worked as a camera operator in porn before and things like that. So like interesting, but not the kind of person I want to be around. Because I def, although he seemed nice, I don't know. It was just a bit unnerving because he was like this sixty-year-old guy being around all these young women and stuff. And he seems like not predatory, but you know, it's kind of a different impression. And I guess it was the same for like this twenty-two-year-old guy around all these young women. So yeah, this and he's like telling this this woman who's like a bit late and she's starting to drink because she's nervous. But she's, like, done it low. She's, like, a really experienced, like, was the impression I got and what she was telling me. She was pretty experienced. And she was, she'd done, like, the TV babe station stuff, which is... So this, what I was, what these girls were doing was the internet, like, the online streaming. But there's also a TV channel, which, like, you, you, it isn't as graphic. So you can't do, like, masturbation and stuff like that on TV, I think is what they said. But you can do, like, sexy dancing and all that kind of thing. And she'd done a lot of the TV stuff, which you have to be, like, more um, experienced to do. Like, first is, like, online stuff, and then you move up <laughs> to TV stuff. Um, and she'd done that, and she was getting, like, the guy was offering, saying to her, oh, yeah, you know, they want to get you on TV. And she was like, oh, great, that's great. I need, I need the money and all this sort of stuff. Um, and she went, and he was, like, kind of, like, telling us to get a move on, because, you know, the live stream's been down, you need to get in there. And I had to, like, change the sheets of the bedroom after the girl had been in it so the new girl could come in. It's like, ah, oh, this is not nice. And the, the, the younger guy who was producing before, who was training me, was saying, like, oh, yeah, sometimes I have to go in and, like, rub lotion on them. Not rub lotion, but, like, spray. Because you're not allowed to show your face. But, like, spray, like, hand lotion to them. Um, or, like smack get like a baton and smack them and it's just oh that sounds so awkward and so horrible um i know people probably listen to this thinking that sounds great but it just it wasn't the environment you're in like a small office thing and these women clearly probably don't want to be there they just i don't know (sighs) so anyway and then it's like coming to the end of my shift and these girls are starting to do their thing now and the girls, seemingly, that are on the night shift are, like, much more, first of all, drunk. Um, but also, like, really getting into it, like, like really loudly masturbating and, like, really being over the top and, like, getting loads of money in. Like, lots of lots of people paying, lots of people interacting in, in the chat and stuff like that. And this and this old guy's like, yeah, go on, go on, get that money, get, get that money in, get, get all these people following I'm like, oh, this is, this is not a good environment. And they were like talking about, oh yeah, because they were they were talking to me like I'd already joined. 
I said, oh, yeah, you coming to the coming to the Christmas party? You know, we're going to a strip club for the Christmas party. Um, all this, all this stuff, and it was it was kind of a mixture. Like the girl who was like a pole dancer, and like competing in pole dancing competitions seemed quite like girl power. I'm doing this because I'm a boss and I'm sick at it. I'm like, I'm good at this, so I'm gonna fucking do it. Whereas some of the girls were like. I need to feed my kids. Some of the girls were like, I need to drink to do this. <laughs> so it's very different. And I finished my shift and I was like, I really need a job. But that was one of the most uncomfortable afternoons of my life. So I'm not going to do it. And I called my girlfriend and I was like, yeah. I told her basically what happened. It was just like, yeah, she wasn't comfortable being there. I wasn't comfortable being there. It was a hell of a, a, hell of a day. Um... And, like, the interesting thing was that, like, the job I have now, uh, that was around the time I was getting this job now, uh, and they'd called me up. Before I'd been on this trial shift at Babe Station, the job I'm at now called me and said, we want to offer you a position. And I said, oh, no, I've got another job, because I'm an idiot. So then when I realised I didn't want to do the Babe Station job, (laughs) I I had to call up this other job and say, yeah, actually, I I do want this role, Um, because I needed a job. So yeah, that's my that's my babe station story. Um, it was weird. It's just one of those things. It was kind of. I also kind of did it to have a story and to ha- to like. Say, I don't know. Just have something like interesting or like weird that happened. Um, so I, I'm kind of glad I did it in that scenario because it's like it's a weird thing that happened to me. I could tell the story like I'm telling the story now on a podcast, you know. And I was like, yeah, I think just, yeah, it's just, I, I partly did it just to see what it was like and just to kind of, because they offered a trial shift and I knew it was Babe Station. I was like, you know what? Why not? Let me just go and see what it's like. And it was incredibly, I was incredibly uncomfortable and it was a weird afternoon. And I messaged the guy afterwards saying, yeah, this this isn't for me. <laughs> and he was like, yep, fair enough. Because they were telling stories about how other producers or other people who were in my role, like, were drinking on shift and being weird around the girls and stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this. Just sat in a room on a computer for seven hours with, like, unhappy girls, like, just I don't know I don't know if I've, I don't have to justify not wanting to do that job but like I'm trying to paint a picture anyway let's let's move into the main part of the episode so today um is like uh, episode two kind of of breaking a story so we did this before um with Mike Sam and the monster of Lake Curie um please go back and watch the episode it's one of my favorite episodes that I've done um but today seeing as it's around Valentine's Day I thought I'd do exactly the same thing so, like, spin the wheel, see what we get. But it has to be a romantic story or a rom-com. Because it's around Valentine's Day. So, you know, I, I thought I'd make it tie in somehow. So, that's what we're going to do. So, God, it's very hot. It's like, it's cold outside, but it's sunny. And it's heating my apartment up. Or, sorry, heating my flat up um, a lot. And I've closed the blinds around me, but it's just very hot. Right. Let's spin the wheel. So if you don't know, if you haven't listened to the previous uh, episode, I spin the first wheel, which gives, which is out of four options, where, when, species, and job slash income. And then whatever I get from that, deter- so that kind of determines what constriction I have within making this story. And then I spin it, and then depending on whatever I land on out of species, where, when, and income slash job, I then um, go to the wheel that's correlating to that thing, and that'll give me a specific thing, specific category that has to fit in. So, for example, last time I got I, the first wheel was where, so then I spin to the where wheel, <laughs> the where wheel, um, and it got North America. So my story had to be set in North America. So let's spin the wheel again. Oh shit, I did it wrong. Let's spin the wheel again. See what we're going to get. I don't want to get where again, to be honest, because that was the same. Okay. So, again, so it has to be a rom-com, romantic story. It has to be romance in some way. Valentine's Day related some way. 
It can't just be anything. I've given myself a genre it has to fit under. So I got income slash job. So I go to the income slash job thing. Now there's 25 options. I'm not going to go through all of them. There is a choose yourself option. So that gives me do whatever I want kind of thing. So if it does land on that, that's not me making it up. There isn't actually an option for that. So I'm going to spin this wheel. Lots of different options here. So it has to be a rom-com, remember? Interesting. So somebody in this story has to be an artist. Which I feel like is quite... Um, and I feel like there are a lot of rom-coms or things that have like failed artists in them or a passionate usually a passionate guy, a passionate guy who's a struggling artist, you know, La La Land and all those kinds of things. Okay, so it has to, so character has to be an artist. Let me just write that down. It's weird because on this page I'm writing in the notebook next to it is the poster I wrote for the last episode of this. Anyway, it has to be an artist. So, do I want to go down the struggling artist route? Okay, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I don't know if any of you have seen the episode of um what's it called love death and robots called zemo blue so but this artist who kind of creates this blue color and he's trying to like live up to expectations of like because he's been really famous creating this thing so i'm gonna do so an artist so like famous artist can't like live famous artist can't live up to previous work maybe or it's like become so famous They've come. They've become so famous. Like they've been really famous for maybe. Oh, I, okay. Actually, so they've done. I think. I think artists can be anything. But because within this wheel, there are other kinds of artists, so that are like musicians and stuff like that. He's gonna be. This person's gonna be like a painter or something, but I'm not sure yet. So let's do. Okay, let's do. So a painter who's maybe who's released released who's like who's released i don't know what the right word is released like one painting and it was incredibly famous like he's like the talk of the art world so he's just so and everyone's like waiting i'm saying he so maybe it should be a guy but so everyone's waiting for this guy this guy i guess waiting for this person to um release something new like they want more they want more things from this guy because everyone's seen this art that he's released and they want more from him um i don't know what the art's gonna be maybe he's starting to think that it's a one-off like he had inspiration from something that happened to him uh and he just kind of let it all out into a painting and then now people expect it of him but he doesn't have any inspiration and you know what inspires him? Love. <laughs> I said that weird. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. So, first painting was inspired by a breakup. And it was incredibly, not dark, but incredibly, um, it was sad. It was a sad painting. And then subsequent paintings, subsequent, is that supposed subsequent? Sure. Subsequent were all sad and depressing. And he became like the sad and depressing guy. And, you know, living in that space gets you down. So he he, he wants he wants to start making like happy paintings. But he's got nothing happy in his life. He's kind of maybe he's got rid of all the happy things in his life because he wants to fuel his like sad art that he's known for. So yeah, he he's so so the story so far is this guy, let's call him Spencer. <laughs> That's just I'm watching New Girl at the minute again, and Jess's ex is called Spencer. He's a bit of a dick, but you know, I mean, he's a very he's a big dick. He cheats on Jess. And you don't cheat. You don't hurt Jess. Let me tell you that right now. Anyway. So Spencer, let me just write Spencer in big letters. Spencer's an artist. He released this after a breakup. He, maybe he was cheated on. Uh, he releases this painting that conveys this sadness and heartbreak. And everyone loves it. 
So he, he, he thinks that that's, he can only do sad and heartbreaking stuff. It's the Adele story. Um, so from there, he draws on only things that have sad that have happened in his life, maybe deaths in the family and stuff like that. But then he starts he starts to kind of welcome sad things in his life and push away good things. He pushes away relationships, he pushes away family, he pushes away good experiences because he wants to fuel he wants to fuel the, the the pain that drives his art. But it's getting to a point where maybe being suicidal is too far, but it's getting God, this is meant to be a rom com, everyone. <laughs> it's getting to a point where he's just incredibly sad and he can't maybe something happens that's like the final straw and he can't do it so he wants to kind of make a change and he decides to he wants to make something happy but he doesn't have anything happy okay that's what i've got so far so maybe okay maybe he meets this girl should we call her jess let's not call her jess let's call her Okay, I'm going to Google girl's name. Girl's name, Olivia. That's the first one that came up, Olivia. Okay, so maybe he's in this depressive state. So maybe maybe the opening, uh, the opening, there could be an opening montage. I don't really like when films open with a montage that sets up the whole story, but let's go with it. So it opens up with a montage, explaining this, this like, maybe he is talking to a therapist or something. And he's saying, like, this has happened, like, I was so successful and I was trying to live up to the hype. And I just got sadder and sadder and sadder and I was start welcoming the sadness. But now, and I don't want to live in this state anymore, but I've got nothing else. Oh, I don't like that, though. I don't like that. Okay, let's think about this. Let's just let's just sit back and think. I'm currently holding the mic, so if it sounds different, I'm sorry. This, this, is, this, this is how these episodes are going to go sometimes. I'm going to get hit a, hit a, hit a wall. I kind of want the love interest Olivia to be the one that says, "Why don't you write some? Why don't you do something happy?" So she's, God, this is difficult. And okay, I've got it. 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 So they meet. I don't know where. I don't know what their meet cute's gonna be. But they meet. Maybe it's like when he's at his worst. Maybe he's like. It, maybe okay she's she's a waitress in a restaurant and he's there being a bit of a dick being like a bit of a cocky artist guy he's like he's acting like the dog the dog's bollocks being like this like wanky guy in a restaurant with these like wanky friends um and olivia's like oh this this guy's a dick i don't like this guy maybe she doesn't really know who he is but then someone's like, oh yeah, that's Spencer, da, da, da. he's a famous artist, isn't he cute, or whatever. And she's like, man, he seems a bit of a dick. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's the point, he's a dick, he's he's miserable, he's a dick, he's, he's in charge into his art. And then it goes later on, and Olivia walks into the uh, the restroom. The re- Why am I talking like an American? Walks into the toilets to clean them or something like that. And Spencer's there crying. Over the sink or something, or on the toilet. Maybe she hears someone crying, and he's there crying. And they have a heart to heart. Maybe she says, like, you know, I finished my shift in an hour. Just wait, and I'll take you home. Because he's 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 drunk, and all his friends don't actually care about him. They've gone home without him. He like he like drunkenly opens up and explains that he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to be this guy anymore. He doesn't want to be sad anymore. So she takes him home. She kind of she feels sorry for him, so she kind of takes it upon herself to try and introduce him to happy things, to try and give him the the happiness in his life. But she she does it through material things. So she maybe takes him to a theme park. She maybe takes him. So now I'm thinking about the film Me Before You. Don't know if you've noticed, starring Amelia Clark and Sam Claflin. Claflin is that his name? Where he's paralysed and she's trying to like get him to experience things. Even though it's, it's different, but he's emotionally paralysed, I guess. <laughs> if that's a thing. So she starts taking him on all these all these cool adventures. that These like uh, material things or like outside things to try and make him happy. So as I say, like 
theme parks, going to the beach, going to the movies, bake, like they bake together, they do all this stuff. And he starts, he, he starts um, doing, he starts maybe creating art that is happy. Or happier, or like more positive, maybe. And she's like, yeah, I love it, I'm so proud of you. And then maybe she gets, she gets a job somewhere. She has to leave for some reason. Like they're getting along really well. And maybe she has to leave for something. Maybe her dad's sick or her mum's sick or like she has to go home. Maybe she's not from the country this is set in. And she has to go home. And she kind of says, keep doing these things. Like maybe he hires someone to do the things that she's been doing with him. So like doing all these activities and stuff together. But his art goes sad again. Maybe after a while, maybe he like comes out with new art and she sees it on TV and he's in like, maybe he's on a talk show and she watches him on TV. Maybe it's like a year later. Um, And she can't wait to see the, she can't wait for the world to see all his happy art. But they reveal it and it's sad again. And it's really depressing again. And she, she, she doesn't know why. Because she knows that he's still been doing the things, the happy things. And she doesn't know why he's sad because he, she, he's still doing the same things that he did with her. So he doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't quite understand what's happening. So she, maybe she goes to see him. Oh, and, and the, the sad art is revered. Like everybody loves it. And everyone's cheered on this talk show and stuff. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Everyone's congratulating him. But she can see in his eyes that he's sad and he's not happy that he's created what he's created. So he, she kind of goes and meets him and says, what's going on? And he's unhappy and drunk again, maybe like the beginning. And he's like, yes, these, these things aren't happy because I'm not with you. And he like confesses his love. And maybe, I don't know, I think I, what I want to happen is to her to accept and love him back. So maybe they get together. She's like, she's like, oh, that's all I've wanted to hear. I'm sorry I left. You know, there's a big mistake. But my dad's sick. And he's like, oh, I'll just come. Maybe she, he he goes with her. Maybe, so, he goes, so he, maybe, okay, maybe he's like, I love you. All these things are only happy. I was starting making happy art again. Because I was with you, not because of things I was doing. It was just because I was with you. And she's like, oh, I don't feel like that way. And she's like, and he's like, oh, I feel embarrassed. And she's like, why don't you just come with me to wherever she's from? I need to look after my dad. I need to go back to look after my dad. I just came here to see how you were doing. And he's like, okay, sure, I'll come with you. And they go back and start hanging out again. And he starts making happy art again. And... He's kind of making loads of it positive. He's being positive about it. He's he's hanging around with her and her dad. Everything's positive. And it's kind of like, he's kind of saying to the press that like there's something different this time. He's like booked on a talk show. He's really nervous about it because it's different this time. And he goes on the, on the same talk show maybe that he did earlier. Um, And it's like, Spencer's, Spencer has been missing or has been off the grid for two years and he's come back for this exclusive reveal of his new art. Apparently he's been living in, I don't know, Guatemala or wherever wherever this girl's from. It's just somewhere, somewhere distant away. He's come back and he reveals it on this talk show and it's like very different to what they used to. It's not dark, it's not sad. It's very positive and happy. And people don't like it. So he reveals it and the talk show host is like, oh, that's not what we expected. And the, the audience is a very different reaction to what they did before. And he likes to get, he gets like ripped apart in the in, with critics and he, nobody likes maybe his friends that he was hanging out in the first scene or back like in the bar when he first met the, um, Olivia. They're, they're like talking shit about him online and everyone hates it. But he and Olivia are kind of happy. Maybe she like 
finally expresses her love for him after he like shows he show he actually expressed himself in this new happy way maybe she expresses her love to him and on this talk show where or maybe afterwards he's like gutted and then she like talks him around saying you know what actually you should be proud of yourself you put yourself out there in a different way to what people used to. You're happier because of it. You're in a better way because of it. And just because people don't accept it, that's okay. And it's like, he's most proud of the art that he's done. It's like more positive art. He's more proud of that than any of the art he's ever done. But the, obviously the more popular stuff is the darker stuff. And that's the end. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way to end it. So they end with like him being a failure. <laughs> wow, what a rom-com. Uh, <laughs> they, they, it ends with him being a failure professionally. So people don't like his work, but yet he feels fulfilled and he feels happier because of it. And he's in a, he's in a good relationship now. Like he's, he's with this girl that he loves. And that's the more that's more important to him than being commercially successful with paintings that, and art that's making him feel sad and depressed and are making him live within that state. So now he's living in a more positive state and he might not be more as successful, but he's living in a more positive state. Maybe he gets his income somewhere else instead of like selling paintings, maybe he becomes like a child a children's book author. I don't know. I don't know what that point is, but I don't know how he would then make money or maybe he just Maybe he still sells it to like, instead of selling it to like art collectors and like snooty people, maybe he sells it to like classroom, like schools, or maybe he gives it away to schools or like they buy it for schools or like doctor's offices, trying to like places that where they're trying to create a positive environment, like schools, like hospitals, um, doctor's offices therapy offices I don't know things where they want to promote positive energy or create a positive energy and although that's not as more as not as well paying it kind of feels more fulfilled because he's bringing positivity into the world instead of negativity and that in turn is making him be more positive and he's living he's living within positivity and using that to express himself rather than living in negativity and using that to express himself and why I don't want to this what this film is not saying it's not saying that it's bad to create sad art or depressing art and stuff like that I'm not, that's not what I'm saying I'm not saying that that's a negative um because there's, there's, there's a place for that and it's needed to to get political or to, to get political points across or just anything to get particular points of view across it's important to come from that neg- like negative or angry space but for just for the purposes of this story, he he kind of used at the beginning he used um, this negative energy to get through breakups and mourning and grief and all those things. But then he was kind of like chasing that feeling because he thought that's all he was good for. All he was good was releasing sad stuff. But instead, he wanted to release positive things because he wanted to change his mindset and what he was getting too drawn into. Or maybe the ending is. Mm, it kind of changes the whole story but maybe the ending is creating the same thing but being positive about it being happy about it i don't know maybe that's not what the point is yeah that kind of got i I kind of rambled for a bit there i didn't i didn't really concentrate on writing things down it was very different to the last breaking story episode and this one was a bit more serious i don't even know if it's a rom-com it's meant to be in my head it sounds probably from me describing it it sounds quite a, a depressing film but i don't know that's just the that's just the way it went um but yeah so it's the story of spencer who meets olivia um i guess we should we can do what i did for the last one so we can kind of decide on a poster maybe it could be kind of him in the foreground with like a big painting above him and it's her in the painting maybe it could be that list oh i need to think of a name actually oh god i need to think of a name of this one uh it's meant to be a rom-com, so it's meant to be a bit more. What could the name of this thing be? Let me think about it. Maybe it's called Light and Shade. Like, the light and the shade of life. And that's also an art term. Ugh. 
sounds a bit wanky, but okay, let's, I'm just going to call it that. And like the light can be just like block capitals, but they're not filled in. So it's like light and the, the and can be like a plus sign. Light and shade, but then the shade is obviously shaded in. I need to start thinking about who's going to star in this film as well. I haven't really thought about ages of these characters. I didn't go into much depth about that. I just kind of focused on the story. So it's light and shade. And the, the, the poster... I've just written light and shade in big letters. But the poster is... Um, like a, a a frame. An art, an art frame, maybe in a gallery. And in, in, in the frame is Olivia. So Olivia, sure she has, I don't know what she looks like, but she has like hair <laughs> and she's there, she's smiling. And he's like, he's in, he's in the foreground and he's like holding a paintbrush. Um, that looks like a penis. He's holding a paintbrush. Oh God, that really looks like a penis. Uh, and uh, one of those, one of those art things, you know the the, the boards that have the diff that have like the colours of paint on them. It's one, it's one of those ones. And then starring, who's going to be this film? What kind of ages are we talking for this film? I kind of want them to be like middle aged, like he's been through the shit. Is it going to be a guy that doesn't usually do rom-coms, but he's like decided, you know, I'm going to do a rom-com? Like, you know, like when Liam Neeson does a rom-com. I want, kind of want it to be like a serious actor. A serious actor who's who's going to now come and do like this kind of serious but poignant and kind of romantic one about depression. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Actors aged... 40 to 50, let's say. 400 to 50, that's not what I wrote, sir. Actors who are in their 40s. Not Ryan Reynolds. No, none of these people. None of these people. John Krasinski? No. Killian Murphy? I'm kind of feeling Killian. Sebastian Stan? Oscar Isaac, maybe? Pedro Pascal? That seems too obvious because I'm watching The Last of Us at the minute. But I kind of want Pedro Pascal. <laughs> James McAvoy. It's James McAvoy. Because who doesn't love James McAvoy? Ian Summerholder. <laughs> uh, Andy Samberg, maybe. God, all these people are in their 40s. Orlando Bloom. No, Jimmy Fallon. No, maybe Jimmy Fallon's the talk show that he goes on, though. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so this article from thefamouspeople.com is called Actors in Their 40s. And Ryan Gosling, so everyone's got like a picture, like that, either the headshot or like a picture of them on a red carpet or something like, or in a, on a talk show. But Ryan Gosling's photo is his Madame Tussauds photo, or like his his waxwork. What the fuck? Anyway, but yeah, all these pictures are people at like Comic Con or something. Uh, Jason Godif Levitt. We could have a Five Hundred Days of Summer kind of thing. Hayden Christensen. Oh, we could make Hayden Christensen. We could bring Hayden Christensen back. Oh, not Zachary Levi. Ludicrous. <laughs> okay. Uh, who who's gonna be? Who's gonna? Okay. So my picks my picks are, um, either Justin Timberlake's middle name's Randall. Interesting. So either James McAvoy, Pedro Pascal, or Oscar Isaac. Um, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Like, has never done a film like this, but that's kind of why I want him to do it. Because I think he could do the depressed artist, but also have this lighter side and have fun with, with Olivia. But I kind of want to, maybe I want to pick someone who's kind of, who I know can do the lighter side and the sad side. Even though Killian could definitely do it. I think I'm going to go with James McAvoy. Is that too obvious? James, I'm going with you. Starring James... McAvoy. Okay. Now I'm going to go with actresses 
in their aged in their forties. Thefamouspeople.com coming to save me again. Mm, not not Angelina Jolie, Britney Spears, no. Come on, I want the same sort of. Who do I want? I kind of want someone who's like very positive. Uh, God, there's a lot of Isla Fisher, maybe. Kobe Smulders. No, that's tempting there. Anna Faris. No, Alison Brie. Oh, maybe it's Alison Brie. Listen, I was I was watching the couple, the married couples quiz that um. Oh, what's it called? What's that magazine called? GQ. I was like, it's Q something. It's Q something. GQ. So GQ did a couples quiz with Dave Franco and Alison Brie. And I think I've just got that in my mind. And obviously I love Alison Brie from Community and basically everything she's ever done. Um, let's just going through and anyone else that's kind of jumping out at me. Neve Campbell, do you want to do it? Alexis Bridil from Gilmore Girls. Maybe she could do it. Sarah Paulson could be a shout. Uh, there's a lot. Of, actually, I haven't heard of a lot of these people. Christina Ricci. Mm. I don't know what these are in order of. If they're in order of age or just popularity. Oh, I know who he could be. Who could it be? Uh, okay, I'm picking between. Okay, it's either. This is it. It's either Alison Brie or Kristen Malotti. Malotti. Milioti. Is that the 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 wife from How I Met Your Mother and out of Palm Springs, Andy Samberg's love interest in Palm Springs. Shit, it's one of those two, Alison Brie or Kristen Milioti. I think I'm going to go with Alison Brie. I'm going to go with Alison Brie. James McAvoy, Alison Brie. Yeah, James McAvoy and Alison Brie. You are now in my film called Light and Shade. About a depressed uh, painter, painted by James McAvoy, uh, who stops him to making, he wants to get out of this sad headspace but doesn't know how, meets this woman who takes him on all these adventures to try and make him happy. They do, then she leaves because she has to go back home, and he gets sad again, and they realise that he wasn't happy because of the things they were doing, he was happy because of who he was with. He was with Olivia, called, played by Alison Brie. And, yeah, that's... And then they, they live ever happily ever after. Mm, interesting. It's, I'm quite happy with that casting, actually. I think James McAvoy could really do it. I mean, he could do anything because the man's a genius. And we all love James McAvoy. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that. And I think Alison, you know, cause she, she could bring, like, the the kind of the, the quirky and the, the positivity. Because I, I after watching the... Uh, interview with her husband Dave Franco apparently she brings a lot of positivity to his life um so you know I'd like I'd like her to bring that to Spencer slash James McAvoy's life I'm actually really I'm actually quite happy with that casting I think it'd be a good pairing they need to do a film together and it should be light and shade written and directed by Alice Carr that's unnegotiable directed by the way Alison I'm sorry Dave can't Dave can't direct this one maybe he can an AD or you know he can be a runner or something Dave Franco you know I'll, I'll let him be a, a runner um but you know I, I'm, I'm the big dog here you know let's 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 get let's, 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 let's set things straight <laughs> I'm talking shit now but yeah that's 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 my rom-com about a depressed artist <laughs> um of course that's what my rom-com is about <laughs> and it's starring Alison Brie James McAvoy and it's called Light and Shade um Thank you so much for listening, everyone, to this episode. Um, you know, this week I was trying to figure out what my favourite rom-com is. And there's a lot of good ones out there, you know? There's a lot of good ones out there. Um, what was what was I thinking? It's like, I think I have a few of my favourite ones. Like, I was talking to my girlfriend and she was saying that her favourite rom-com or romance film is um, A Walk to Remember. It's also a very sad film. Um... I recommend that to people as well this Valentine's Day. If you want to be sad on Valentine's Day, then either watch Light and Shade coming soon to a theatre near you or watch A Walk to Remember. But I was thinking about my favourite... or No, I asked my girlfriend, like, what's the most romantic film 
and she said I want to remember. And I don't know what my romant- most romantic film is, but my, I think my, some of my favourite rom-coms um, are like La La Land, 500 Days of Summer, When Harry Met Sally, About Time, The Big Sick is a really good one. Um, I was thinking about like The Wind Rises, I think that's quite a good rom-com. It's not a rom-com, but it's quite a romantic story, um, quite a romantic Ghibli story. Um, maybe that's because, like, I'm a big Miyazaki fan. Like, I've got a big post. I've got a poster of Miyazaki stuff. I've got a few books from Miyazaki, and I've got. I love all these films. But like, one of the criticisms I have is that his like romantic subplots often don't work for me. But even The Wind Rises, it does work for me. So that makes me like it even more. Anyway, I'll save that for my Miyazaki um, ranking that I do at some point. Maybe when his his new film comes out in ten years. Um, but yeah, those I. I th- I, yeah, I just wasn't sure. I'd love to let. I'd, I'd like to hear what the you, the listeners' favorite romantic films are. It can either be just your favorite rom com, or it can be the film you find the most romantic. Because I think those are two different things. Because I'm not sure what I f- what the film is that I find most romantic. Um, but I know kind of what my favorite rom coms are, and those are the ones that I've just kind of I've listed just then. It's probably when Harry met Sally is probably my favorite. The thing's like about time, it's an incredibly romantic story, but there's the thing, I was always like, he is kind of manipulating his wife. Um, like, he's lying to his wife about, like, their, their life, their marriage is basically all a lie, because he, he can never get anything wrong, really, because he can just go back and get it right and do it differently. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something to think about um, for you listeners. Maybe leave a review about, you know, your favourite uh, rom-com. Uh, and I think there's kind of a, I think I'm go, I'm talking directly to the guys out there today. Um, this one goes out to the guys out in the world. Um, you know, it's okay to watch rom-coms. Like, that's okay. You can like them. Don't worry. You can cry at them. You can like them. You can love them. I mean, yes, you might not, you might not love the bad ones or you might not like them at all, but give it a chance, you know? I mean, obviously this episode is going to come out after Valentine's Day, but if your girlfriend or if... The person you're with, maybe, you know, you're not heterosexual, but maybe the person you're with, maybe your friend, maybe you want to just hang out with your friend on Valentine's Day and they love rom-coms. Give them a chance. Don't shut them down saying that rom-coms are always bad because there's a lot of good ones. Like, I watched Sleeping With Sleeping with Other People recently. That's a really good one. Um, I watched Sleepless in Seattle this Valentine's Day. That's really good. And I watched Before Sunrise recently as well like these are all great films and i feel like some people miss out on all these good films because they're against rom-coms um so listen to a rom-com that's my that's your homework guy girl and everything in between that's your homework this week if you don't like rom-coms give one a go ask someone what their favorite my recommendation is probably when harry met sally um and actually i'm going to recommend 500 days of summer because that's a rom-com done differently. Um, and About Time will make you cry. So it depends. So About Time will make you cry. 500 Days of Summer will make you think. And will make you question things. And When Harry Met Sally will make you fall in love with Meg Ryan. So whichever one of those you want to do, do that. Um, but that's going to be it from me for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's been a bit different today. Uh, I guess it's a Valentine's Day special, even though it's coming out after Valentine's Day. But I hope you all had a good February 14th. Goodbye, everyone. Um, Leave a rating. Leave a like. No, it's not YouTube. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Thank you so much all for listening and downloading my show from across the world. In America, Canada, New Zealand, England. I've had it like in Belgium. Shout out to Belgium. I mean, I know the person in Belgium who's downloading my shows, but shout out to Belgium. Um, But yeah, thank you all for listening. uh, And you'll hear me next week. Bye.